The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. Welcome back to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. I am your host above the Dave. As always, this week, we're going to be talking about festivals, the festival experience, and how to survive it with the help of crystals. That's right. Uh, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, I believe his name is Christos, and he is a crystal healer, and he is going to break down with us how different crystals may be able to get you through your next festival. After that, we're going to have a drop-in from a lot scene favorite. His name is Jay Dead. That's right, he's back, and he's here to talk fish. And finally, we're very excited to have the bass player for Primus, the one and only Les Claypool. So we're very excited to talk with him as well. So bump some K and pump some Trey. It's another episode of The Lot lot scene. Scene. You know, I just got back from my first camping music festival in a very, very long time. And it's just got me thinking, man, this festival life, it ain't easy. I mean, I, 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 mean, I started seeing festivals, man, I was uh, probably 17 years old. My first camping festival, I remember, was Fish's Lemon Wheel, which was 1998. And that was one of the best experiences of my life to date. I mean, musically, Fish in 1998 was just so phenomenal. Lemon Wheel, God, there were so many incredible musical memories from Lemon Wheel. I think I listened to that 2001 from Lemon Wheel like a gajillion times. But it's the culture shock, you know? That's that's really what it is. It's, it's being... In a place free from civilization, as you know it, surrounded by like-minded people. But you're in a compound, or you're in a field, or you're in a some sort of blocked-off area that is the size of a city, in some cases a large city, depending on the festival. And all the people in this city uh, for the next three to five days uh, have one purpose, and that's to that's the party. And when you're 17 years old and you go to your first music festival like I did, you, there's just nothing to prepare you for that. We drove in my buddy's Pathfinder. There was seven of us, one driving, one in the passenger seat, three in the back, 
And then me and my homie Will were in the trunk for what I think was a 16 hour drive. And this isn't just like a trunk. This is a Pathfinder. So it's like, you know, uh, filled, filled by the way, with all of our camping stuff too. So we're just laying feet to head, uh, just staring at each other, just smoking endless amounts of weed. You know, there's no seatbelt. There's nothing protecting us. We're just, we're just basically just laying down across from each other for an insane amount of time. And the only thing really, I think, getting us through this was the blissful ignorance that is being young. We didn't cushion anything up. We didn't make anything easy for ourselves because we didn't know how to. This was our first festival. We didn't know what to prepare for. We didn't even go on a road trip that long without our parents in our entire lives. So this, everything about it was novel. Everything about it was new. Those few days at Lemon Wheel, you know, we talked about and laughed about for our entire lives. Like we still make references to the guy that danced so hard, some shirtless guy who danced in some choreographed dance to Possum. And we still have this man in our memory and we still can just pull him up whenever we need to laugh. And, you know, there's just so much. We got, definitely got taken for right out of the gate for hundreds of dollars for fake drugs. Right out the gate, just custied, uh, just worked. But then we also got some pretty good drugs. I remember someone got G13 and we brought it home and, and we smoked that for a few weeks following Lemon Wheel and that was... That was pretty wonderful. And uh, I think I still, I remember that because when I moved to California and I was looking around at medical weed, you know, I, I searched endlessly for G13. And now it's, uh, now it is readily available. You can get it in vape pens and, you know, G13 um, is still out there. Uh, but there was a good 20 years uh, almost really between Lemon Wheel and now that I was in search of G13 because I smoked one eighth of it that I got at Lemon Will. But the experience was absolutely magical and addictive, and it was the beginning of a love affair with the festival life. Um, and really in that time frame, and we're talking in the 90s, that was back when it was like fish festivals, there was like Lollapalooza, I think like Warped Tour was going on. There was a few festivals here and there and in the Woodstocks, but it wasn't like what it is now. Of course, there's been, you know, just now there's a festival every single weekend in every city. It feels like whether some one day, two day, three day festival that's happening in cities, there's camping ones. There's any time that there's any few acres that is unoccupied. Someone's going to throw a festival there, you know, once a year. I don't, there's a festival for every type of thing, every type of music and really I have done festivals. I've done festivals out here in L.A. that are like one day, two day things where, you know, we see a lot of music all day and all night. And then I go home and I sleep in my bed. But that's different. You know, camping festivals, that's a, that's that's survival. That's uh, you got to pace yourself. You got to you know, you got to understand that there are lessons and there are rules that you have to live by. And it's and you have to understand your own limits and how to and how to show some willpower, uh, something that you're probably not good at when you're young. Because I remember, like, yeah, sure, there was Lemon Wheel, and then we did Oswego. Yes, we did Oswego, and then came the Camp Biscos, and that's where I was a bit older, 
you know, now I'm in my early 20s. I'm doing Camp Biscos in my 20s for the most part. I did do It Fish Festival before they uh, called it quits. I didn't do Coventry, thankfully. But I was doing Camp Biscos, and that was a whole new animal. I mean, like, if you did some of those early Camp Biscos, like Solansky Farms in 2002 or, you know, that, like, that festival, like, you went to that festival, then let's be honest, like, you probably came out of that being like, yeah, that that shaved about five years off my life. Like, that was, that was intense. That was just straight raging, day and night, everybody just beyond fucked up. Yeah, like, camping festivals are odd to me, because on one hand, yes, it is a gathering of people who like the same type of stuff, and you meet so many cool people that, uh, and you can make so many friends, and you can have so many amazing experiences, and and you can participate in all these these different group activities, and you can see so much music. But on the other side, every time I'm at a camping music festival, whether it's deep into Maine or somewhere in Pennsylvania or somewhere now, like in, that I'm going to in Southern California or Vegas, like now I'm just in these uh, remote places, and I'm on a bunch of drugs, and I'm like. You know, is this really some type of uh, alternate sub-community of, of people that I'm looking to spend more time with? Is this some, uh, some place of self-expression, uh, some need that I have inside me to show my true colors? And, or, or is this just a three-day bender? Like, let's be honest. Like, I go back and forth when I'm at those music festivals. Like, yes, I want to see all this music. And, and you know, I do like to see a lot of concerts. And this is a way to see a ton of acts in three days or just my band over and over for three days. But is it really also just like a three-day party? Like a super irresponsible just party binge day after day on little sleep because I can't control who my neighbors are and how much they want to party. So basically we've all agreed that like, we're all going to bed somewhere around four, getting up somewhere around eight. Uh, and we're gonna do that day after day until we uh, exhaust ourselves until we're sick for a week. Like what? Cause that's what's happening. Like now all my friends were getting sick. So uh, <laughs> like I go back and forth. I don't want to just say that it's an excuse to party for three days but if you took that aspect away would i even be there (sighs) i don't know if i want to answer that i mean i guess it's still it would still be kind of appealing um but it is for me uh, definitely appealing that i can do drugs in an environment that is free of uh you know responsibility you know driving having to deal with reality in any way you'd have to deal with my job have to deal with law enforcement really it's just i'm surrounded by people that are also in that same mindset so we're all kind of on the same ride together but doing it all differently in our heads so i don't know i think that is a big part of it so i mean it is kind of that uh that's what a festival is kind of for us fucking uh, derelicts uh so who are going to these things you know i did the camp biscos i did a couple bonnaroos that was just the biggest most professional festival 
experience I had back to back. The Radiohead set at Bonnaroo, I think 2006. That was the year that they were doing a North American tour and uh, did songs from what was about to be in Rainbows. That tour and that show that they did at Bonnaroo goes down as one of the best sets I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Saw so many incredible sets and bands there. And then, yeah, I did High Sierra Music Festival in 2007. And then I really took a huge break from festivals. I did one, I performed comedy at the Desert Hearts Festival five years ago, 2017. And that was just house music 24 seven, literally did not stop. Even when every, you know, you go to your campsite and you're sleeping, you have to sleep through the boots, 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 boots. And it did not stop. I think that one did go five days. I think I was there three, but that was cool because I got to go as a performer. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have gone. And I really kind of thought that those, those camping festival days were behind me. And uh, now I'm with someone. I have a I have a partner who, and, and she is really big into festivals and Burning Man, which looks like I'm going to be going to at some point. And she's kind of motivating me to kind of get back into it. We have a great friend group that go to a lot of music festivals around here. So we decided to go to Lightning in a Bottle this year, and it was the best. It was the best fucking festival I've ever been to. It was all electronic music 24-7. We actually camped at Bougie in this Bougie VIP type camping because it's been so long since I've been to a camping festival that we spent a little extra coin to get ourselves into a a nicer area uh, for camping where maybe it'd be a little more quiet, a little easier to travel to the stages, uh, nicer bathrooms and showers. And we were put with a random group of people who also paid a little bit more to have these uh, to have this bougie camping. And it turns out there was a bunch of fish people uh, who were there. So shout out to uh, Rowdy Alley and, and, and Joe in, uh, in Colorado. Uh, they had their fish flag out outside their tent. And uh, I knew I was in good company. So uh, it was it was their first electronic music festival as well. And it was great. Uh, I saw some stuff that... I really liked, and uh, I mean, I like electronic music. I saw a lot of good stuff. With the EDM festival, you can really have one act after another at a lot of these stages. They just jump up on the kit, throw in their fucking USB fucking thing, and then they're off with their tracks, and there's really no lull between acts. A couple of the stages had, you know, more bigger productions, so they did have, you know, 20, 30 minutes between acts. Uh, but uh, some stages, it was just one after another, which was pretty pretty efficient for a, for a festival. So all those EDM festivals that are out there, I mean, it feels like that's the, almost the easiest model for a camping festival because it's it's so easy to go from one act to the next because they're all just popping in the USBs and their fucking decks. It's not a lot of setup, so that seems pretty efficient. But it was uh, it was great. It was a huge like Burning Man crew. It was probably about twenty thirty thousand people. But yeah, it was it was just an absolute drug fest, and uh, we all went fucking crazy. But we paced ourselves. Okay, that's key. You gotta pace yourself. You gotta take it easy. This was a five day, you know, hundred degree weather festival in Bakerfield, California. So we had to pace it. Got there Wednesday night, just took it easy, you know, had a couple of drinks, smoked a little weight, got to bed at two something. Next night, stepped it up, maybe a couple of nose beers. Now we're in, you know, staying up till maybe three. 
go to bed. You know, now we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday time. So now the weather's cooled off a bit. Now it's time to step it up. Friday, we all agreed. It's Molly night. We're popping some Molly. We're having some fun. Maybe a little K. And then, you know, Saturday, that's when it's like we're all agreeing, hey, we're taking a night off of Molly. It's time to take acid. So everybody in the crew, we're all taking acid, running around, having a good time, being ridiculous. And then Sunday, it's like the rage you know, take whatever you want. We're going hard because Monday we're getting up and we're getting out of here. So everyone was kind of on the same trajectory with the same idea that we had to pace ourselves and we had to kind of outline what drugs we were going to do and how so that it gave ourselves the best shot to party, but also recover and and sleep enough and experiment enough and in different head spaces with our, with our people. Um, it, and so... I like that. It was a very experienced festival crew. They've done a ton of lightning in a bottles and burning bands and desert hearts and a lot of that Southern California stuff. They've also done, you know, there's a bunch of fish people in that crew. So they've done that kind of kind of stuff. Uh, and it was it was fucking wonderful. Uh, I am still just really amped and really high off of, of this past five days. So it got me thinking about festival life and what it what it takes, you know, to to survive. Uh, a festival because you know there's a lot of time there's sometimes i was at the festival and i was like is this where i die like i was all fucked up just being like is this where i die is this is this where i go is this the end of for me like i don't know just weird thoughts would enter my head at different points and then at other points i was like uh i've never been more alive uh i don't it's weird it's it's an odd thing because i was really like is i'm looking around and i'm just seeing everybody all so fucked up and i'm like is the point the music or is the point of drugs like you know you can't have one without the other i don't know ultimately it's a great time and uh, i can't recommend it enough i don't know i think if this is this is your shit then you got to give a camping festival your try, a try at some point right you got to do it there's a lot of points in in a camping festival where you're like where you may be struggling you may be like really hot you may be struggling to get sleep you may be pissed at the people next to you. You may be pissed at the crew you're camping with. You may be pissed at your friends because they want to go to one thing and you want to go to another. Uh, you may be absolutely sick of trying to squeeze a poop out in a porta potty. Um, you may, you know, be just absolutely sick and tired of breathing in dust and blowing your nose and having it be dirt black. And you're going to feel dirty and you're going to feel gross. And I don't know if any of that's good for us. If, you know, trying to survive while also trying to do a ton of drugs at the same time. Uh, it's like naked and afraid, but everybody's on mushrooms. No, it's, it's really not that bad. It's really, it's really quite great. Personally, I believe you should, I, I, I would say yes, you should definitely do a festival at some point, a multi-day type thing. Um, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. I still don't know 100% if it's for me. I still go both with a certain amount of excitement and also a certain amount of anxiety. I feel like a lot of people do. It's about because it's so you have to plan it. You have to be on top of, you know, how are you going to strategize each and every moment so that you are okay, so that you are safe, that you're hydrated, that you're not getting sunburned, that you're that you're going to be able to pace yourself correctly to get to the next day. And you can only, you know, do so much 
and it being control of so much while also doing so many things that, you know, are going to put you out of control. So it's a really fine dance that you have to do uh, at, a, at a festival that I kind of like. And I don't know, I, I definitely plan to go back to the light, uh, to lightning in a bottle uh, festival. It wasn't the best managed festival. It's still a smaller festival in terms of management. They still aren't the tightest run ship. I'll be honest, but the vibes, the people, the crowd, the 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 self-expression that was happening at this festival actually I think beats any other music festival I've ever been to. I mean, we dressed up, we we got tons of outfits for this in preparation and so many people did crafted incredible things. My fiance incre- she she made all these great outfits and you know, we get there and honestly if you wanted to stand out at Lightning in a Bottle, then don't dress up. Because that's going to be the way you stand out there, by dressing normal. I, I, The few people I saw that wearing normal clothes stood out way more than the most ridiculous people. You know, they, they stick out in my mind because I'm like, what if? What are you doing? What are you doing wearing a T-shirt? That's in uh, shorts and sandals. Like, no, that's not how they do it there. They they go all out and they dress up. And I like that attitude. I like that. I like that self-expression. So... Uh, highly recommend the Lightning in a Bottle Festival. As someone who's an East Coast fish guy, biscuit guy, who's did a ton of those jam band festivals, I have to say what they're doing out here uh, with the Lightning in a Bottle team, that which is just, by the way, it's the Do Lab tent of Coachella, the electronic music tent of Coachella. It's their festival. That's what it is. So it's basically a, a somewhere between Coachella and Burning Man. Someone told me they call it Burning Teen, <laughs> which I like. Burning Teen. My buddy Kyle called it that because uh, it really is like Burning Man light. So five days instead of 10, you know, a little more like a festival lineup with concessions. You know, oh my God, the food was so expensive. It was like $22 for like a little bowl of crap. And uh, that that's kind of brutal for me. I don't know if that's inflation right now, but like if that's the future, that's holy shit that's robbery the the prices that we're seeing at festivals uh but anyway that's a whole other thing overall great experience i'm totally broke (laughs) um i wanted to bring out a guest to talk a little bit more about festivals we got him booked here recently um his name i'm seeing here is christos and he is a crystal healer he has come here with a variety of crystals and we're going to kind of talk about different crystals and maybe how they could be helpful when you're trying to get through you know like a three-day music camping festival so let's bring them out here everybody it's christos the crystal healer christos thank you so much for coming here onto the lot scene podcast my name is not Christos. Oh, your name is not Christos. Oh shit! I'm sorry, man. I, that's what my team. I'm sorry. That's what my team put down here. They said Christos. My name is not actually Christos. I tell people Christos sometimes make it easy. Oh, okay. Well, what, what's your actual name? My name is Hamanos Spiros Bahiras Mykonos Pataras. Okay, so can I call you Christos? You can call me Christos. I mean, that's easy because it's like Christos, crystals. You know, crystals, crystal, crystals. Yeah, you know, it's just easy. I mean, you you said your first name, Hominos. Hominos? Hominos. Is that Hominos? I could I can say Hominos. It's not that hard. Are people do people have a, a problem saying Hominos? Many people have a problem with Hominos. Hominos, listen, I'm a professional, okay? You don't have to play any games with me. All right. If your name is Hominos, I'm gonna call you Hominos. I'm a cultured man. 
Okay, Amanos. Okay. I would have not, however, is a crystal man. I know nothing. I have some friends who are into crystals, and I'm kind of like, kind of, kind of lame. Not for me, really. I understand. <laughs> I understand. And yeah, so it's not really like my thing so much. But you know, I wanted to have you on here because I know there's a there's a segment of our listeners that are crystal people, and I wanted to bring you on here. Hominos, and talk with you about different these different crystals. So you brought some different crystals here for us? Yes, I brought many crystals for us to look at, and a very good price, very good deal. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to buy anything just yet. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I didn't really plan on that. You you did not plan on buying any of my crystals? I don't know, what am I doing here? You know, that's not, I don't know if that's what you were told was the reason you were here, but I wanted to kind of maybe talk about the crystal because, you know, for our listeners, you know, who knows, maybe they're listening and they want to buy crystals, you know, if, if, if you, if you want to do that. I sell my crystals to many people. Okay. Well, yeah, well, what I need is an explanation. Maybe let's go through these crystals here and let's see how maybe they can, they can help us get through a music festival. What is this music festival? You know, a music festival. It's like uh, where they have bands and DJs and stuff and they play, you know, out in like a field and everybody goes and does drugs and parties, you know, like for days and days and days, you know, like a, like a, you mean like a juggalos? Yeah, yes, like the gathering of the juggalos. Uh, yes. Have you been to the gathering of the juggalos? No, no, I have not. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I didn't take you for someone who'd who'd go to that. So, uh, how about us? Uh, let's let's take out a crystal and let's see what we're working with here. The fifth crystal I have here, very nice. I give to you a very good price. Okay, yeah, not not concerned about that. But this is uh, amethyst. Oh, amethyst. Yeah, I've heard of amethyst. Oh, it's very nice, like a purplish. Guys, just for who's listening, it's like yeah, it's like a nice purple. Really beautiful stone here. Oh, very beautiful. I, I get only the nicest crystals. And this is the nicest amethyst you can get in the entire world. And I give you a very good deal. Okay, well, what is uh, what is this used for? Like, why would someone w- want to buy this? Well, the amethyst is known as used for protection against fear and feelings of guilt. Okay? It's for instilling calmness and alleviating anxiety and providing pleasant dreams. Oh, protection against fear and feelings of guilt. Yes. Instilling calmness. Yeah, so I just kind of hold it. Yes, you hold the crystal and you you keep it in your pocket. You want to hold it. Uh, You wear the crystal around your neck uh, as protection against feelings of fear and alleviating anxieties. So maybe let's say you're at a music festival, right? Like at the Juggalos. Like the Gathering of the Juggalos, correct? Or or maybe a, a less lame one. And maybe you foolishly took too many mushrooms but and, and you did it for a day set. Oh, total, total noob move right there, you know? Yes, yes. And, you know, you took mushrooms, it's a day set, and then you went and did the dumb move with your friends where you went way super close to the stage, and all of a sudden all these people are coming into the show. Next thing you know, you turn around and you're trapped in the sea of 70,000 people, and you're tripping your balls off, and now you're freaking out because you took an eighth of mushrooms, and you're just like, holy shit, I'm going to fucking lose it, everybody's fucking staring at me, and that's when... You just hold on to some of this, to some of this amethyst, and you're just holding on to this crystal, and it's going to calm you down. Is that what I'm kind of hearing from you? And again, I give it to you a very good deal. Oh, I, in this, 
crystal oil probably 79.99 you'll never find a deal like that anywhere else well again you know uh let's i'll think about it um but i'm just gonna put that over here let's look let's look at another crystal let's do that uh, this crystal right here, the citrine crystal. Citrine, ooh, it's like a nice yellow. Yeah, like a citrus, like kind of color. Yes, 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 citrine. I'm going to give you it's, uh, it's some of the best citrine you can find in the entire world. I get the best crystals. Uh, no one gets crystals like Hamanos. I'm sure they don't. So so, so tell me, Hamanos, what is uh, what is this crystal used for? Oh, this crystal right here, it is... This is for grounding negative energy. Uh-huh. This you use this crystal in aiding you in smoothing family or, or group problems, promoting love and happiness, and guarding against those who will break your heart and smash it. Oh wow. Yes, yes. It's a good crystal. This one right here, very expensive. I give you a good deal. Also, also used as emotional shield against spite and jealousy. Whoa, Hominos. All right, this is this is a powerful crystal. Oh, very very powerful crystal. Yes, very good, good deal. So let's let me think here. Let's put this in context. You're at a festival, all right? Maybe. Right, Hominos, there's been a riff within your group, right? And people are getting kind of on each other's nerves, right? Because it's uh, very hot and uh, the people are irritable and they're and they're dirty. And, you know, maybe what you need to do is you need to get a little of this citrine, you know, uh, crystal. You hold on to it, maybe keep it in your pocket. And then you just hold it and just focus on healing your camp family. And this will help uh, bring your crew back together, you know, and they'll forget, you know, that that someone did someone else's drugs or that, you know, someone ate someone else's chips and that someone forgot to, to reload the ice. And, you know, we can come together as a family again, you know, maybe with the, with this citrine crystal. You know, maybe that's what it could be used for. Yes, it, it could be used for that. Or, or maybe if you uh, are at festival, uh, you say, and, and another juggalo breaks your heart, and you cry, and you cry, and you cry, and because the juggalo break your heart, and she is so beautiful, I love her. And then you hold the crystal, you hold this thing here, I give you a very good deal, and you hold it, and that's when you, you say, I, I will mend my heart, I will love another juggalo. I, yeah, I guess we could do the juggalo example. That that's fine if you want to insist on doing that. But yeah, that's that's a good that that works. Sure, sure. I get, again, I give you this is this you cannot find for the price I give. I give one hundred nineteen dollars for this very usually crystal come very small. This one very big. Okay, okay, we'll get we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Just, just, uh, let's just show the crystals right now. Okay, okay, okay. Again, we'll just put it right here. All right. So what else do we got here, Hamanos? Okay, this next crystal it's a rose quartz. Oh, rose quartz. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before. I, I've never actually seen any of these things, but it's really, again, very beautiful crystal. Oh, the most beautiful. Hominos gets the most beautiful crystals. That's a very beautiful kind of pinkish color. I really like this one. You really like it? I sell it to you right now. No, again, Hominos, Hominos. We'll get to that. Yes, okay. What is it for, though? Like, why would I, what I, would I want this? Oh, you want this because uh, it is used for healing emotional wounds, okay, for cultivating divine love, okay, and improving compassion and friendships. So let's say, you know, I have this crystal, right? Maybe I just experienced a real crazy wild Karini. Oh, what is, what is this? Oh, it's a, it's a fish song. Uh, the, uh, uh, the fish who sings? Oh, no, the band. It, 
don't worry about it, right? So I this I'll just say this for my listeners. Okay, okay. you guys, you just, we just experienced a wild, crazy Karini, right? And our friend next to us took you know a ton of drugs. He's just tweaking way too hard, right? And he's next to you, and then the you know the opening notes. You know, after this Karini, you know, startup of, of waiting in the Velvet Sea. And, you know, and that starts up and it's calming. And that's when you just, you know, open up your friend's hand who's tweaking too hard. And you just give him a little rose quartz and you just hold him, squeeze that in their hand and just be like, dude, it's going to be okay. And then you just kind of sway to that waiting in the Velvet Sea, holding that rose quartz. And he's gonna he's gonna stop tweaking. He's gonna stop tweaking because he's got this crystal. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking you'd use this for, if you say so. You know, if you say so. Uh, very inexpensive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what what crystal do we have here next? Oh, uh, next crystal, very popular. It's a uh, big seller for me. Uh, very very good crystal. I it is a it is a tourmaline. Tourmaline, another one I have heard that crystal being talked about. Uh, wow, well, like again, very. Very cool. It's like a reddish pink color. This is, I like this one. This is great. If you, you like, uh, you know, you have some of the mind. Uh, it's very good crystal. Again, I get the best tourmaline anywhere in the, in, in the tri-state area. Wait, you're out in New York? Yes, I'm, I'm in the Bronx. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. My dad's from there. Oh, you're there. He likes crystals? No, 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 no. no. That's not my, that's not his style. So if he has a wife, I, I give her a crystal. Very good deal. Okay, yeah. Uh, so what do you use tourmaline for? Uh, tourmaline used for creating a healthy digestive system. Oh, okay. And making stronger bones and teeth. And increasing self-confidence. It is also said to attract prosperity and connect us to a more compassionate disposition. That's a lot for tourmaline. That's a, that's a lot. That's not a lot, though. It's, it's a good price. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a lot of things that it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You hold the crystal, keep it. You a lot of people they wear it around their neck, or maybe you're you're at a festival, right? And maybe you ate a bunch of acid, right? Oh, the like a boric acid? No, no, no. Like the like a like a drug like LSD. I do not go to gathering of juggalos. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, so maybe you ate a bunch of acid, right? And when you do that, sometimes, you know, your stomach can get all fucked up. It can get all, I call it acid diarrhea because it's just, all the times, you know, I'll take a bunch of acid, my stomach will be a knots, and, you know, I'm just out there just farting a ton, you know, in the crowd. I'm just crap dusting everyone around me, you know. That's when, you know, in that situation, you know, I'm at a festival, I'm taking a bunch of acid, I start getting acid farts, I grab onto some of this tourmaline like this, right, and I just... Hold on to it, and and that's when it'll help that digestive system, and it'll kind of create more of a healthy, you know, stronger digestive system inside me, and so maybe it'll kind of help me, you know, absorb that acid, so I'm not just just farting all over the place, fucking stinking out the joint, you know. Yes, also I, I do take a I do take a Pepto Bismol. Oh, is that an, is that another crystal? A Pepto Bismol? Oh, Pepto Bismol. No, yeah, yeah, that medicine. Yes, yes, I think about Tobismo when I fight a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought that was. I thought you were saying that's a crystal. Do you have any? Do you have any more crystals? Yes, I have many, many, many more crystals. Well, well, let's just look at a few more, if that's okay. Yes, I look look at a few more. I this this one. Oh, this one's very nice. Yes, it's what a beautiful green color this is. What is this one? The aventurine. 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 Whoa, I've never even heard of this one. What is what is aventurine? What is this used for? This is for boosting leadership qualities, embracing change. 
and enhancing motivation for creativity. It gives healing support as well for cardiac and circulatory problems and also those recovering from surgery. So, hmm, man, boosting leadership qualities. Let's uh, let's say, right, you're at a festival, right? Uh, yes, yes. And uh, say everyone in your group is super faded, right? I, I do not know what this means. Oh, everyone's like real fucked up, right? Everyone's still, like taking a lot of drugs and stuff. Yes, I follow you now. And, and maybe, you know, maybe they're just all K'd out, you know, just all K'd out and someone needs to take charge. All right. Because everybody's kind of wandering. No one knows what to do. You got the group just kind of struggling and you got to take charge and you got to get from one stage to another so you can get to your group in time for that next act. But the walk is long and it's treacherous and it's going to take a skilled, focused leader. And you've also been partying very hard. And that my friends, is when you grab some of this green uh, venturine and that's when you grip onto that and it's going to boost those leadership qualities inside you so that you can lead your squad to the stage across the field. That's great. All right, let's look at the next one, shall we? Hominos? Oh, yes, yes. Then it's the next one. I love one of my favorite crystals. It is a bloodstone. Bloodstone. Ooh, what is what is that used for? Uh, as its name suggests, bloodstone is often used for blood ailments such as poor circulation. In India, it is used as an aphrodisiac. Oh shit! Okay, aphrodisiac. Let's say uh, so. It's day three of the festi, right? And uh, let's just say there's this cutie in the tent site next to you. You know, you've been flirting with. Maybe she wants to get down and maybe do some some bumps late night by the fire pit with you. Kick okay, it, have a couple beers. That hominos is probably when I grab this bloodstone and also this bloodstone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, yeah, it's your penis. Yes. Yeah, it's weird when you say it like that. Uh, sorry. And that's when you just kind of hold that bloodstone in, and that'll help elevate the mood, it sounds like. If it's an aphrodisiac, huh? Yes, it is. It is very much so. And uh, I have the best bloodstones. Uh, I bet you tell all the ladies that, huh? <laughs> I do. Uh, the best deal. No, I meant, you know, to earlier about the, the penis joke. Oh, yes. Uh, no. No, my wife is dead. Oh, okay. Well, uh, sorry to hear that. So... Um, how about this? Uh, let's do two more. How about two more crystals? How about else? Okay, then I will take uh, this one here. This one, obsidian. Obsidian. Ooh, this is gorgeous. Uh, for the listeners, it's it's like a blackish rock, like a stone with this white flowery spots all over it. Oh, really? Ooh, this is a really, really nice stone. I really like this one. Oh, this is an amazing crystal. This is from deep, deep, deep down in the earth. Oh, Okay, yes, you cannot find anywhere except Hominosa in, in the Bronx. That's right, you come to Hominosa in the Bronx, I get you the obsidian. Anywhere else, uh, you pay uh, 20, 30 times what you pay from Hominosa. Okay, you heard that, guys. You, you know, Hominosa is the spot for, for obsidian. So what is, it, what is it best used for? Well, obsidian, this is protecting against negative energy. Obsidian is actually thought to absorb it and even block things like psychic attack. You use this stone during tough times or situations. Oh, okay. So, like, let's say you're you're grooving too hard to a sick uh, save the robots, right? But your homie is kind of hating on it, you know? And they're kind of like, mm, this song never goes anywhere cool. And you're like, dude, maybe 
this is the save the robots that's like gonna take off and like go into hyperspace like but they aren't like getting down with you you know like because they're just like crossing their arms being all fucking negative because like you know they're like robots it's like not my thing and you're just like whatever so you fucking grab some obsidian right you just hold on to that you know and then you just put on those mental blockers of that negative hate energy you know and you just fucking dance like she's not kind of right though because like she has a point i mean yes like robots doesn't usually go anywhere like too remarkable but it's also like just like cool song like it's just like totally original and like you don't even have to hear that hate you can just fucking just kind of power dance through it and be like yeah it's yeah it's 20 minutes of this set but it's gonna fucking rule because i fucking love this song and you just block that hate you know and it's like does the robots go anywhere like i don't know probably not but like you know what respect the composition or whatever you know so you know what i mean hominos hominos Ominous? Oh, sorry. I'm doing a deal on my phone right now. I wasn't not listening to your talk of juggalos. No, I was talking. I was talking um, like more like biscuits, but biscuits. I don't. I do not know. Well, uh, are you are you done with your phone? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm just selling crystals very correctly to my cousin. Okay, I'm done. You know, you got that crystal healing going on. So. You know, and that's why we got my man here, Hominos, the crystal healer. So it's really, really great, informative stuff, uh, Hominos. I guess, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not, hit, I'm not crystal healer. You know, I am crystal dealer, crystal dealer. Oh, you're a crystal dealer. Oh, that makes sense. Because, yeah. No, I was looking for more of like a healer, like someone who, you know, uses these crystals you know, for healing purposes, not, you know, no, no, no. I, I have shop in the Bronx and I, and I get crystals from around the world and, and we, we sell the crystals, uh, very good price. So uh, that, oh, that's, that's why you've been trying to sell me all these crystals. Oh, uh, you're a crystal dealer. You know, this is another one of those situations where I think, uh, I think Vinny got, got things a little off and, and Hey, Hominos, I just want to say very, very informative stuff here. Thank you so much for coming on to the lot scene podcast it's been really good talking with you i think we learned a lot and you you so you want that you want the crystal the tourmaline or uh, crystal i can keep for you good you got very good deal uh how about this how about this can you can you just stick around and when we finish this up we can talk after the after the podcast uh i can wait around a little bit sure sure i can see what i, I do not have another appointment for a little bit so give it up for for hominos uh the crystal dealer everybody yeah, so, uh, Vinny, is Vinny here? Vinny, is he, can you get Vinny real quick? Vinny, hey, boss, boss, what's going on? Vinny, hey, uh, I needed you to get me a crystal healer. I was looking to speak with someone about crystal healing, uh, in regards to festivals. I look, I see this piece of paper, it says, it's a crystal healer, I thought that was a typo. I said, well, what the fuck, I mean, you know, what is that? That's not a, that's not a job. I got a guy, Hominos, this guy here. Yeah, over in the Bronx. I knew him. He's a great, he got the, he's a dealer, got the great deals. So, yeah, so you thought that was a typo? Yeah, yeah. I saw Heal. I thought he must have meant fucking dealer, a crystal dealer. So I said, I got the perfect guy. I know him from the Bronx. I got some of his stuff for a couple broads, you know? Uh, no, Vinny, I know. That wasn't a typo. That was, that I was looking actually for a crystal healer. Oh, my bad, boss. My bad. You know, Vinny, it's okay. It actually. It worked out. He actually knew a bunch of stuff. Oh, go, go, go. Did you get anything? Uh, no, but it's looking like he's he's going to kind of 
kind of bullying me into getting something though. He's got some good shit. Okay, well, of any, yeah, again, um, yeah, just check with me. If you think there's a typo or something, just check. Again, my, I'm so sorry, boss. I'm sorry. Hey, Almanos, he's gonna buy something. Just stick, stay tight. Uh, all right, well, moving on, uh, we're gonna bring on a favorite of the show. This guy is coming on, and he wants to talk about some recent developments in the world of fish. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him out here. It's your boy and mine. Jay Dead, everybody. Back once again, huh? What's going on, everybody? So, Jay, um, I wanted to bring you back on here and kind of see. I mean, uh, Fish is out there and they're doing some shows and they're and they're playing pretty well. And I kind of wanted to get your take on uh, on some of the stuff Fish has been doing so far this summer. I mean, uh, Fish, Fish. Uh, Fisher's trash now, dude. Fucking, fucking whole fucking scenes laying down. Scenes fucking trash now, dude. Fucking fish is trash. Yeah. Oh, fish, fish is trash now. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, remember the whales, dude? Remember? Do I remember the whales? Uh, I don't know if I remember the whales. Yeah, dude. Fucking Madison Square Garden, dude. Fucking whales. Dolphins, dude. Fucking sick, dude. Fish played a whole set. Fucking there are whales swimming around and stuff, dude. Oh my god, yeah, the third set of that msg show back in april um yeah dude fucking sick dude fucking remember when fish used to play with fucking whales dude now they don't fucking bring whales out dudes fucking fucking fish is trash now dude well yeah uh they don't bring whales out because that was like a one-time thing it was like they performed that one set it was like a special unique moment in fish history you mean fishery, dude? Yeah, and fishery. You know, if you were there, if you were watching, that you were in part of that, like, wonderful moment. Yeah, that was wonderful, dude, or whatever. But, like, now it's like, you know, you want to... I see, like, fish sets, and I'm just like, where, where are the fucking whales, dude? Fucking... Everyone's like, oh, that was a really fucking sick ghost. Oh, yeah, really? Well, I didn't see any freaking whales, dude. So, fucking... Fish is trash now, dude. So you're saying that, uh that now the only fish that you are down with is when fish is playing with whales and dolphins and sea creatures swimming above and around the audience yeah dude i mean if they could do that again that'd be fucking sick dude but they probably won't dude because they're fucking lame so okay so i guess i shouldn't have been too surprised by your opinion so you're thinking all of summer tour is it's trash now dude yeah that's like i said dude it's been fucking trash like some some sets are like looking a little bit better than others but overall it's like you know it's like pretty boring it's like you know someone fucking tell me when you see a whale dude you know you see a whale i'll fucking check it out dude I'll, you know maybe it'll be sick i don't even know you know you know jay you're, you're always kind of negative about uh a lot of the the jam band stuff and you know you're entitled to your opinion but is there anyone right now who's exciting you about like in the jam band world like you know like is there anyone that you're like oh shit they're like hot fire you know they're just fucking killing the game right now oh for sure dude yeah there's one band that i fucking think is just fucking ripping it up every show just fucking just killing it dude just never misses a beat. Fucking fireballs, dude. Fucking yeah. You know, fucking flames, dude. Oh, there is. So you you do like a jam band? Oh yeah, dude. For sure, dude. Seen them over and over and over again. Fucking, I'm gonna be seeing them like a ton this year. Uh, they're really fucking exciting, dude. Just like up and coming act, dude. Oh, okay. It's an up and coming jam band. 
Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, they're really great, dude. Um, they're called a tapioca pudding project. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude. Tapioca? Yeah, dude. You fucking heard of them, dude? They're fucking flames, dude. Uh, yeah, I actually have heard of them. Jay, yeah, we actually had uh, Charlie from TPP on here a few weeks ago. So I am sort of, I mean, I heard one part of a song. That's what I could get through. Um, you're telling me that that TPP is is the only jam band that you fuck with right now? Everyone else is fucking lame, dude. Everyone's fucking trash, dude. But everyone else is just fucking endlessly noodling, fucking disjointed, fucking uninspired, fucking, fucking, you know, fucking garbage, dude. Fucking trash. But, you know, TPP, dude, they're straight flames, dude. They're fucking write great songs. Their fucking shows are fucking flames, dude. It's just, like, filled with hot tricks. Fucking just, like, begging the band. Fucking, like, bang them and stuff. And it's just, like, fucking shows are awesome, dude. You know, it's, like, Charlie's fucking incredible guitar player, dude. Like, band's, like, got a huge future. And, like, I think they're the best fucking jam band that, like, to ever exist. Better than Fish, dude, for sure. Better than, like, fucking Grateful Dead by, like, 100 fucking miles or whatever, dude. Really? Better than Fish, better than the Dead, huh? For sure, dude. Yeah, fucking dead's trash now. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not around anymore. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, dude, so. So, you're saying that the Tapioca Pudding Project is is the best band. So, so you've seen them a lot? Yeah, dude, so I can see them a lot. Fucking, I play with them. I play bass for the Tapioca Pudding Project, so. Wait, 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 what, what is that? Yeah, dude, I'm fucking, I play the bass for uh, TPP, dude. Oh, wait, it's... You play in Tapioca Pudding Project too, Jay? Yeah, just a new band I've been uh, playing with, dude, and uh, we're fucking fire, dude. Everybody's talking about us here and saying, like, we're the sickest band ever, dude. So, yeah, better than fucking Biscuits, fucking better than Goose, dude. And, yeah, even Billy Strings, like, uh, saw us one time. He's like, dude, like, just let me know if I can open for you one time. Dude, that no fucking way is that fucking true. Yeah, dude, fucking ask Billy. Okay, so you're saying that the only band you fuck with, Tapioca Pudding Project, the band that you play bass in is the best jam band and the only jam band worth fucking with. That's right, dude. Check us out. We're going to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We're doing, uh, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of dates there. And, uh, we're going to be doing a couple of dates over in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Uh, and we got a date in Worcester and, uh, we're going to be making a way to your town soon. Well, all right, Jay. Well, I'm going to let you go so that you can go, so you can go keep practicing, uh, with your 14th tier jam band. Dude, we're first tier jam band. Everyone fucking knows it. We're coming up, dude. Fucking everyone wants to fucking bang us. Dude, what are you, what are you, what are you even talking about, dude? What kind of fantasy world are you living in? Dude, check us out. Our next show, dude, we're going to have whales and dolphins for sure. So come check us out. You know, Fish doesn't do it anymore, but TBP, dude, we're going to have mad fucking dolphins, dude. All right, well, that's Jay Dead, everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Jay Dead. Podcast is trash now, dude. All right, thank you, Jay, for coming on by. Wow. Okay, TPP. I thought I was done with those guys. Okay, well, finally, I'd like to bring on an incredibly talented musician. This guy is the bass player for Primus, uh, an incredible band, and he's an incredible musician. I'm so excited to have him here on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Les Claypool. Les Claypool, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing today? I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, it, it's a little bit hard to hear you with the megaphone. Uh, 
Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order today? Uh, yeah, I'd like to get a number two with no cheese. Wait a second, Les. You got me there. I got you there, and I got you there, and I got you there, better deal. Again, I don't, I don't actually know what you're saying. So, Les, uh, man, you have played with so many musicians. You are in a world-renowned, respected band. Uh, you're out there actually covering an entire Rush album this tour. I mean, man, uh, that that's fucking incredible. How do you even think to take on something like that? There's not so much that I think about, and it's not so much that I do, but sometimes we just get together and say a lot to us, too. Uh, what, what was that? Plus, I have honestly no idea what you're, what you're even saying now. Welcome to Taco Bell, can I take your order? Yeah, I'm gonna do number five with a hard shell. What kind of drink did you want to do with that? I'm gonna do a Diet Coke. Diet Pepsi, okay? Yeah, Diet Pepsi. Damn it, Les, you got me again. <laughs> Les, you played at Oyster Head recently, I know, with uh, with my man Trey. Uh, what was it like getting back together with Oyster Head? Well, still was not playing down right there, and Trey was not playing down. And I was there, slapping the bass, yeah. and he never was going far. I, didn't, I don't know if I really got that. Played the show in Atlanta, and we died in Les, I am not getting anywhere with this. Yeah, I'd like to get one abortion and... One abortion, okay. Damn it, Les! St. <laughs> doesn't even have a drive-thru. Les, I saw that you recently performed a show in which you covered the entire Rush album, and you did so in front of Rush. What was that all about, man? I, what, what did that feel like? Les, I don't even think that's English. Is that... Are you even saying anything? Les, I'm, I think I'm, I think we have to end this. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do the number six bucket. You want that original extra crispy or grilled? I'm gonna do extra crispy. Extra crispy, what kind of size do you want to do with that? You want mac and cheese? Um, I'd like to, damn it, Les. <laughs> it's that voice, man. I just, whenever you do that, I just, I just think I'm sitting and drive through. <laughs> All right, Les, I don't think this is going anywhere. All right, your order's coming to 1425. You can pull up to the next window. All right, thank you. God damn it, I'm not even in my car. <laughs> All right, everybody, give it up for Les Claypool. Thank you, Les. I want to thank all my guests today. First, I'd like to thank Hominos, the crystal dealer, for coming by and talking with us about his crystals. I'd also like to thank Jay Dead for popping in and talking with us about fish and the not-so-exciting tapioca pudding project. And lastly, uh, I'd like to thank Les Claypool for coming into the studio and taking my order. Next week, we have the season finale of the Lot Scene podcast. That's right. We're going to talk about the season that was, and I'm going to bring out a very special guest, the Madison Square Garden Whale. That's right. The MSG Whale is coming on our podcast, 
and she is going to be speaking with us for a little bit. After that, I'm going to be speaking with Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi, and I'm very excited to speak with this incredibly talented musical couple. Also, we're going to check in on the guy in the bathroom and see how he's doing with his new job. Finally, we are going to bring back John Mayer. That's right. We had him on earlier, as you know. Didn't get a chance to really dive deep with my man, my homie. So we're bringing on my good friend, John Mayer, and we are going to get into it. Very excited to end season one with that. So thank you so much for tuning in once again. And I will see you next week for the season finale of The Lost Season.